What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, the 176th best show you've ever listened to on the radio. This is Corey DLG. With me as always is the producer, Nico. That's me. Yeah, 176. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, like, considering there's like 2 trillion podcasts a year, I, you know, we're in like the 0.04% or something like that. Man, you're not wrong, yeah. Two trillion. Yeah. That's a lot. I'm going to say that's a high number. Yeah. Well, considering like half of them only theoretically exist. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. How does a podcast only theoretically exist? Oh, uh, you know, it's it's the thing everyone says where they're like, oh, you know what? We should do a podcast. I count oh, that as a show. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, that's fair. That's fair. There's a lot of people who definitely think that they should. They're they like, should oh, no. do a podcast. They're like, oh, we should totally do a podcast. And then, yeah. like, well, I mean, that's that's pretty good. So that's where I get the number two trillion. Hypothetical podcast. Okay. All right. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. There are a lot of people who feel like they've got a great podcast that they're going to make one day. It's true, including me. I, I hope to get there someday, you know? Maybe one day you'll make a podcast? Yeah. Do you know something I don't about this one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought we made one. Maybe we did it. This is a radio show, all right? Okay. Hey, no, hey, you're not wrong. Okay. It just has a podcast form. It's not the medium, it's the journey. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a I great guess comic that's fair. I saw. It's a great comic I saw. It's like a TV kill the radio star. And then it's like it cuts to like 20 years later and it's like podcast digging up the grave of the radio star. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So the world's returned to normal. Everything is as it used to be. Said no one ever. Uh, which means New York Comic Con is going to be one of the big places to get comic book news this coming weekend. I can't believe they still do it. Uh, I mean, I think it, I think its return is more. Uh, they didn't do it while while you know during the thing. Well, didn't they do like all the online stuff and it was super lame? They did, but I don't. I don't. Those were the worst. That was yeah. the lamest. That was the lamest part. I think more than anything, like outside of like, yeah, losing the connection and like the information, it was just so lackluster. It was like four people in a Zoom meeting. Yeah, for sure. And it wasn't like it, it wasn't exciting. Crazy. Um, but they've started to release some of the stuff. Yeah, man, the Zoom meetings were the worst. I started to think about that more just now. Yeah. Um, they released a flyer for the Superman lineup is what they're calling it. Okay. I, you know, it actually looks kind of cool, sort of. Do you thinking Superman lineup is cool? They redesigned the costumes and I really like the redesigns. Fair enough. So Supergirl and John Kent actual son of Superman. 
and Superboy, um, Connell, the clone, Connor Kent, I guess they call him, mm-hmm. Natasha Irons, and then Keenan Kong, who was the Chinese Superman. Okay. They all have different, like, they've all redone their costumes. The one that's the least original, obviously Superman is going to go back to his classic one. And Connor Kent, who could have seen that boy clone, his looks the least of, his has a lot of callback to his original costume, but a lot of people really liked his original costume. Is it the 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 one with the jacket? Yeah. Yeah. That one's the best one. I still, it's it's still my favorite Superboy. It honestly, it, it was the more uh, original iconic look of so when they did the when when they killed superman and they and they did the four new supermen he was the clone that was half kryptonian half human and that costume was really cool it's the blue red bodysuit with the red s high on the chest and then the leather jacket and the jacket was was pretty good i did i did enjoy the jacket now, as far as this Supergirl and this Jonathan Kent redesign, they're they're really good. Um, the image is kind of floating around, and you're going to see it everywhere this weekend. But it's no capes for either one of them. Okay. And she is in like a full body suit that's like blue pants, a yellow belt, and then a black red like combo hmm. for the for the up for the upper torso for the set for the uh, the high half and it's long sleeved uh the superman logo is so the uh the s is blended into the top of the suit so there's no diamond kind of separating it from everything else mm-hmm. and so it's really blended in solid into the core of the suit and then there's on the shoulders there's these uh, small little Superman logos that are black and red. That's kind of cool. It really is. You know what we're gonna? I'm gonna post this on the on the Nerd Thug Radio page. I think it's Sweet. it's pretty cool looking. And then Natasha Irons, she is the daughter of Steel Superman, Jonathan Irons. Uh, I have no idea what's going on with her, like story wise, but she's been floating around in like different armor variants for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh. Just being like uh, Iron Man, Superwoman, basically. Yeah. There's no really Iron. There's no really Iron Man correlation in the DCU other than Steel. Like you could make an argument like Blue Beetle, but that's even yeah. The, but like but their power then, like, sets closer, but like he's not like a scientist guy. Yeah, and even then, like what he does doesn't direct like. Yeah. Yeah, you're really like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I've never really noticed that before. That is kind of odd, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, like, I guess that is kind of a weird, unique Marvel thing because it's not really, there's no one that fits that real archetype. Like, there's people with powers similar. Like, you could make an argument for, like, Cyborg or... Yeah, but even then, there are other Marvel characters that do, like, that, the internet thing, too, I kind of feel like. Yeah. So, like, just a guy in a powered ro- the closest thing I can think of is like the Red Rockets, the Russian superheroes. Mm. 
but they're like a real like C list thing. Like they're not. Yeah, really... like I don't even know that. I don't even recognize that name. Yeah, like they're not meant to be anything at all. But yeah, interesting. I guess like Batman, but he doesn't have a full suit. Only sometimes. Yeah, and even yeah, like it. even then he doesn't really. It is kind of weird. Like it was kind of like that with like the the Jim Gordon like bunny suit. Yeah, a little bit. That was probably the closest. Yeah, but like that was a really specific like. He only had it for a few issues type deal. Yeah, it, it that was part of the whole... That was a really odd storyline there. Where, like, Batman, like, walked away from the city for a while. We need a Batman. I mean, it was cool. I thought that, like, I thought Jim Gordon picking up the cowl is kind of a neat idea. Um, I thought it was neat, the fact that, like, Batman had prepared for it and given him, like, gave him the keys to a giant tank. Yeah, and he's like, here you go. He's like, how do you know I was going to need this? He's like, I'm the Batman. I know everything. And you're like, yeah. yeah, that's fair. I'm here for you, bro. And you're like, all right, okay. Okay, tough to argue. Man, so there's some really awful, expensive toys here lately. Oh, man, I love I love exceedingly expensive toys. I'm a, I'm a toy guy, but I'll never fall that far because I don't... I can't trust myself with that amount of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so Mattel Creations has launched their own version of HasLab. Awesome. Very and, cool. And the crowdfunding is going on from October 12th until November 9th. And with their crowdfunding is a Masters of the Universe Attorney of Playset. To me, now I have a fairly strong memory of the original. This strikes me as just a an exact recreation of the original. The three I mean, towers. It's the yep. attorney of playset. So it's the big castle with the cat on the front, and there's these paw arms that close across the door. Uh-huh. There's a snake tower uh, to one side and a dungeon to the other, and then there's this like Amtrak railing that goes around it. A so battle train is what they call it. Ooh, the battle train. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got a Viper Tower and the Grayskull Tower is what they call them. Oh, okay. And then the Eternia Tower. This looks exactly like the original. I don't and even in the pictures where they have toys present, they are the old style masses of the universe toys. I mean, so, it might be it might be just a, a recreation of the original. To be fair, that, that toy is like thirty years old. Okay, all right. Are you ready for the price tag? $400. You wish. 5,000 backers are needed at $550 each. Like, you could probably find an Eternia playset for, like, $700, and it's the original from 30 years ago. (laughs) That's kind of my feeling right here is, like, is it worth it to pay five hundred dollars for a re- for a one to one like recreation of that? It's got to it's got to come with like some crazy stuff because like at least with like the Haslab stuff, like they're 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 a chunk of money, but like at least they get like a bunch of things with them. Okay, here here's what it says. Like this better come with like the entire first line of the re released. 
early bird backers have until October 19th to back and receive an Origins figure of King Grayskull. My cousin had him. Like, my cousin had all this. We had all of this. Yeah, I don't... They, it looks just like a recreation and doesn't look like there's any... Oh, it's a different King Grayskull now. It's a, It's the black one from the cartoon. Ah. I keep forgetting that King Grayskull is a character. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, it is Prince Adam. He's not the king. Ooh. And he's learning more and more disappointment ensues, I assume. This product may not ship until March 2024. Whoa. So you got to think it's October right now. They won't finish funding this until November 19th, 9th, November 9th. That's still a full year. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it is a larger piece, so I get that it might take longer to... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, even. What do you think about that? How are the Haslabs doing, though? The Haslabs would take a long time to ship. The Haslabs take a long time to ship, but usually you're getting a ton of stuff. Like, usually... But... Like the turnaround time is long, but it, I don't think it's been that long. I think they're about nine months. Yeah, because March 2024 would be 14, 15 ish months, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, that's just a. If you're spending $500 on something you won't even get till the next year. Like almost half, almost a quarter of the way through the next year. <laughs> Yes, I, mm, that's 24, a lot. 24 so far from now. It, feel, it does feel far. There's no getting around that. It does feel far. Um, well, me, I, from... You know what I'm going to do while we're sitting here talking about it? I'm going to jump to the Haslabs real quick and see. Because sometimes it'll say like when things came out. Yeah, or just like Google like when, when, this, when like the thing happened before the other one. But again, like the Haslabs have all been like really like... All the really big ones have been really big. Like the Sentinel's huge, Unicron's I mean, I like huge. Things, let's see here. Okay. So Galactus funded estimated shipping fall of 2022. So that should be shipping here very soon. That funded a while back, though. Uh, let's see here. Because, like, me and you past, personally have seen the Sentinel. Past project. We have seen the Sentinel. Okay. The Sentinel shipped November of 2021. I want to say that it funded in maybe... Oh, but you know what? That was the pandemic year. Yeah, that one. That one's tough because it's it's already... But I want to say that that funded like February, March 2020. Yeah, see? So it's a, a, about a year. A year and a half. More. Year and a half, but you got to deal with pandemic stuff. You remember how like Shipping delays at that time were awful. Okay, so the Razor Crest. Here you go. The Razor Crest shipped January 2022. Okay, when did this make slash fund? So the Razor Crest okay. is the. Oh, yeah. November 9th, 2020. So, same timetable. Okay. So finishing at the same timetable, November 9th, 2020, it did take a full year mm-hmm. 
because it was 2022 January when the Razor Crest shipped. Okay, so about a year. So, so a, a little over a year. A little over a year. 13 months. So does uh, that change your feeling on the, on that one? Maybe a little bit. It's because this thing is huge, but... It's very <sighs> large. It's just so expensive for something that already exists. So your uh, problem is you're, they're paying a lot for something that's maybe underwhelming. Maybe not underwhelming, because I'm sure, like, yeah, this thing's enormous. It's it's a giant, like, coffee table size, like, thing for all your figures. My problem is that I'm not getting anything new. I'm just getting something that already exists. True. Because True. The, thing, the thing that's really hard is, that, like, if you're a diehard He-Man fan, like, that much that you'd go out of your way to spend over $500 on He-Man toys... You probably already like have one of these. Yeah, it's a good bet. That's a fair point. Like, and I'm sure that yes, like I'm like I understand. I'm a collector. I understand that like sometimes you miss out on something. Like uh, just recently, not um, recently, as in like a few months ago, like I bought uh, old Transformers for. I'm not going to say a price because I'm uncomfortable saying that out loud because it hurts me still. <laughs> but a a pretty decent penny. Okay. But like there was a re-release that happened not but a year ago, but the re-release is already like doubled in value. So like it's hard to like it's like they're just hard to find because they're so rare. So even so, like, though you might have spent a, a little bit of money on something there's a value in it, and you flip a lot of the stuff you buy. You're yeah. not one of these people who collects and holds. Yeah. Well, I mean, some things I do hold on to, but some things I do get, like, I move on. Like, I've had it for long enough. I don't need it anymore. I could use the cash. Here you go. Someone else can enjoy this. So, but I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I just, and like, I'm so with like, you, if, if they could spend $500 on a, on a, on a He-Man base, they would just buy the original. So right. the idea that all they're offering them is an opportunity to rebuy the original. Yeah, that doesn't feel that, that probably doesn't feel great. Yeah, and like I understand like the the tribulation, like, oh, good luck getting it complete or good luck getting it, you know, without it anything being broken. And if this is the only way to get this King Grayskull, this King Grayskull might be incredibly valuable on his own. <laughs> But is an action figure ever $500 on his own, though? Oh, absolutely. Do you think something like this would be $500? No, but I could see it tipping like 100 or at least 80 Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, that's, I, could I, see, I could see a fourth or a fifth of the value literally just being in this one toy. If this is its only... Because that's the other thing is that, I mean, Hasbro has done a really bad job. Uh, I don't know if you've been following the, the Hasbro... Selects for Nerf. They uh, did a, no. They they did a hundred dollar like Mandalorian blaster. His you know that really long like sniper rifle thing he had, the antimatter thing that disintegrates people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they did like a Nerf one, like so it was like super long. It was like seven feet long or something like that. <laughs> okay. It made noises. It was like a hundred dollars. Uh, it like. They released it in like kitty colors to retailers. The exact same thing, by the way, not 
no difference in mold. It's literally just a painting thing. And they took out the electronics for like $50. Oh. So all the collectors were burned and super mad. Yeah, that's not a good look. Like, if you give the collectors one thing, you've got to go a different direction for sure. Right. Like, so people were, people were angry because they, A, it didn't look great. And B, it was even more devalued because you could buy the same exact thing at a Walmart shelf. Like, yeah, not even not, less than a year after. And it took, and it took like a year and a half to come out. I mean, it was the middle of the pandemic, but still. That's rough. That's not cool. So, I mean, like, depending on how they want to hold it, like, if they really stick to their guns and they're like, this is the only way you can get this, you can't get this any other way, like, that's tough. Like, then, yeah, I could see the figure being worth something, and, you know, I'm sure that this is for someone. It's just odd that it's just a re-release. Because, like, you'd think if you're going to do something like this, you'd, you'd have to do it up big to get more people involved, especially at a $550 price tag. This means you're probably spending $600 just to get it to you. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Because I'm sure shipping this thing is not going to be cheap. This ain't no FedEx free shipping. You're going you're gonna to no, pay arms for this thing. Shipping is going to be an extra 50 bucks because it's yeah. a heavier object. Right. So you're, you're $600 at the gate. And even if you're like, I only want the set, and then you sell the figure for a hundred, you're still five hundred in the hole. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, no matter how you slice it. So I mean, I don't know who this is for. It's really weird. Especially That's my problem. Like... Is it's it's a it's a it's a big, it's a big ask. But right now, Haslabs isn't really pushing you either because three hundred and fifty dollars, you can buy the full size Ghost Rider car with the new Ghost Rider in it. And if they get to 12,000 backers, 12,000, you can get Mephisto and the Goblin Queen Madeline Pryor included. See, but even then, you're getting three figures in a car, but it's way smaller. $350, though, Nico. It's so for, expensive. It's just three it's just, figures in a car. It's so expensive. And not even like a big car. I can't even drive this car, even as a joke. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, like if I'll be honest, if it, if they really wanted to sell me on it, they make it remote control and like lights and sounds and stuff. If they wanted to, they should just do like a whole box set, like the Midnight Suns or something. Yeah, like this should be like a whole cool like thing for three hundred and fifty dollars. That's so much money. Yeah, I don't understand it at all. It's just not a good look. I don't understand. I just don't get what they're going for. It's just a it's it's a weird like it's a weird like who is this for? All right. right. I know that so in other crazy nerd news, I want to blow your mind for a second. Oh, okay. All right. So this is the so this year is the thirtieth anniversary of Magic Gathering. Okay. Uh so for a, they're doing a specialty release of these uh, exclusive packs. They are not tournament legal, so they have a. They're, the back is like says like Magic Thirtieth on it, so they're not at all standard or legal Magic cards. So there's no confusion. So there's no confusion. <laughs> okay. They are printing the entirety of the Alpha set, so the very first set of Magic the Gathering. 
they're in, sold in uh, boxes of four booster packs. I want you to guess how much each box is. So one box has only four booster packs in it. Only four booster packs, and they're 15 cards each. Oh, man. Just regular, uh, smegular booster pack size. They're not like 40-card boosters or whatever. I'm going to say that a box, for no good reason, is like $100. One box is $100. How about $1,000? So people are supposed to pay $250 a pack? $250 a pack for not legal cards. Who? Tell me this isn't selling, though. I, I, don't, I don't. Who is this for? That, well, yeah, no, I mean, you're right, because this is clearly just them saying, can you give us a couple hundred bucks? Like do something cooler, like to celebrate a relaunch. $1, don't don't do this. Thousand dollars. Yeah, that's nuts. That's a big number, man. I was I I absolutely lost my mind. I was like, who is this for? And they they do it big. They got the the Black Lotus and the Ancestral Recall. Like original alpha versions of these cards are thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I think the last Black Lotus was like twenty something thousand dollars. Can, can I used to play against a guy who had like two Black Lotus in his deck when we were, I was in eighth grade, seventh grade, so 13? Yeah. 20, 26 years ago? Yep. He had two of those, and he had, uh, he had three Black Vices. Yep. One time yeah, he had all three out on me in the first three turns. Yeah, if you played, if you, if you stole his cards, Corey, you'd have been a, you'd have been, you'd have had like a hundred grand in Magic Gathering cards. Oh my god! Should have just killed him back then. No, nah, yeah. he was a cool kid. We were friends. Yeah, that's but, nuts though. That is crazy. But like that, then that's the thing. Like, I understand. Like, oh, these are like prints of like super valuable cards. It's like. But they're not legal. They're proxies. You can print out a you can print out a picture of Black Lotus and put it on the back of any card and be like, "This is Black Lotus now." Like, I don't want to pay you hundreds and thousands of dollars for the chance. I think that's why this is so ridiculous to me. It's a chance. It's not even guaranteed. Well, in, in in since they're not tournament, like, what's the point of having? Like, even having them isn't. You're gonna play with your friends. Yeah. Okay. You can play with your friends with anything. Yeah, you can make them up and play with your friends. Like, this I'd, card's a black lotus card. Yeah, literally. Like, like the other day, I was like, I really wanted to test with a card. I had, I didn't own it yet. I so I bought them online, and while I'm waiting, and I was like, I literally just took a card, flipped it backwards, put it back in the sleeve, and was like, this is that card. And they're like, okay. Like you yeah. can play. You can do that right now with your friends. Yeah, you can do that right now. You can pretend to have Black Lotus all you want. I'm not paying you thousands of dollars for a fake Black Lotus. That is nuts, though, man. That really is crazy. That's a crazy One, thought to me that someone's like, do it. $1,000 for four booster packs. Holy smokes. Yeah, I, I, I had to spring that on you because talking about super dumb, expensive nerd stuff, and I was like, this has got to be the dumbest, most expensive nerd stuff. No, I'm with you. That's that's crazy to me. That is a big number, and that's... Uh... 
that's sort of outside the realm of affordability. Like buying one big thing, like, okay, some of these has labs, it's pretty obvious that they're selling it to the stores. They're, they want the, the like has labs is limit five and then they charge $500 for it. They want the store to spend 2,500 bucks to buy five of these. You have one up in the store, you sell three, the owner keeps one. They, they break even on something like that. Yeah. Uh, or like, or I mean, hell, uh, the, uh, the Unicron that came out for Transformers, I think was like seven or eight hundred dollars when it came out, but you can't find that thing for less than almost fifteen hundred online right now. That's stupid. That's crazy. That's such a big number, especially when you said it just turns into a giant planet. Yeah. And he turns into a beach ball of doom. <laughs> but like But like it, it makes sense because like this is the antagonist of Transformers. Like this yeah. is the, this is the big bad. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't care. To Transformers, to Transformers fans, this is the this is the guy because the other the other Unicron figure is a third his size and fifteen years old. That's fair. But so I, like, it's just like giant yeah, round balls as a Transformer. No, and some people, yeah. I'm to be fair. There's the big Transformers all have terrible alt modes. Half of the Autobots that are like he's three foot tall, Fortress Maximus. Was a like, was his his big claim to fame is that he was the biggest transformer ever. He turned into a base for I mean, Matchbox cool. cars. Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> like, if he's gonna turn into a base, the other transformers have to be able to walk in him. Yeah, like, oh, he turns into a base. What is he like? Four foot tall? It's like no, he's two feet tall, and he's a base for like the guys that are like two inches tall. <laughs> yeah, the little mini mini the micro masters. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, I'm yeah. out on that. Exactly. Like, you're like, well, that's kind of lame. And it takes up, like, all this space, and then he stands up real tall and then looks menacing, and, like, people paid hundreds of dollars for him. Versus, like, Trypticon, who is just a giant mechanical T-Rex, which is cool. Like, I'm on board. But he doesn't transform into anything. <laughs> He's just a big guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not as fun either. So, like, Transformers has always had, like, all their like super big guys are like really lame. I think the only one that's been cool is the one, the two that came out recently is a uh, Scorponok who just turns into a giant scorpion the size of a cat. Yeah, but Scorponok was awesome in Beast Wars. Yeah, because this is like G1 Scorponok, so he's like a giant purple scorpion. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, and he's like, the, he's enormous. Like, his hands are the size of, you can like handshake him. That's how big his hands are. <laughs> and he turns into a, a scorpion the size of a house cat. That's awesome. That is cool. I'm, I'm alright like, with that. The Ark ship, which is the, the ship from the Transformers. Turns yeah, into yeah. A, a... Someone can see, like, something like that I could see selling. But like, okay. So we've talked about this off the air before. The the Batgirl on the Bat Cycle, the one that I yeah. have, which has the yeah. Brooklyn style Batgirl. I think that manufacturer suggested retail price is sixty bucks. She's yeah. she's not quite the size of a Marvel Legends figure, but she's about an inch off. She's pretty close. Yeah. So this Ghostbuster car or this Ghost Rider car. Ghostbusters car. <laughs> so I hope it plays that. Like I hope it has a working radio for the three hundred and fifty dollars you're about to spend on it. That's what I'm saying. Like if it doesn't drive actually light on fire, I don't want it. <laughs> that that would be baller. Um but I do have a problem with yeah, so the car's gonna be 
probably about six or seven inches longer than the motorcycle. And it's designed to fit a Marvel Legends Ghost Rider. So it'll be a little bit bigger and a little bit taller. But all that being said, it's it's not so big that I'm thinking, okay, one car plus three Marvel Legends figures. Marvel Legends figures manufacturer for manufacturer suggested at twenty five, twenty four ninety nine is what Hasbro tells you to charge for the figures if you get them. So seventy five dollars worth of figures, and then a car is supposed to be three hundred and fifty dollars. Like that's a non compute for me. Like. Yeah, They're you're like, this car is $200? Like, if it was, like, $80, like, if it was, like, 130 like, you'd be like, okay, 150 okay. Well, let's say they did 100 for the car. Let's say they charged 100 for the car. And then the three figures, yeah, you'd be at 175 180 with shipping 210 Like, we're still three figures short to get to a 350 Yeah, like, this, this should, like... Unless all of them are like way oversized again, or like the car's remote control actually lights on fire. It comes with a bunch of accessories. The car does come with a ton of accessories. But yeah, but I don't like, care. accessories don't mean anything. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's just stuff to lose. It's it's stuff to lose and like it depends on how you're gonna display it. It's hard to display cars. Like I don't know if you know this, but a car is not particularly interesting if you can only see it from one angle. That's a fair point. Like, what are you going to do? Sit it on your shelf and it's going to be at eye level flat the entire time? Like, oh, look, you can see the little, like, the intakes and it's got, like, fire on them. It's like, okay, that's cool for, like, 30 minutes. (laughs) That's the worst part about having, uh, like, Optimus Prime's trailer is that you just have a big box. (laughs) You're like... (laughs) Like, I know what it's for. Like, yeah, it's part of the truck. Like, he's a truck and a trailer. It's cool. Comes with, like, a little rolly guy. It's like, yeah, but it's also just a big box that just has to sit on your shelf. Nico, I didn't know you were such a hater, man. Like, I, like, because I have the display in my room, like, I have a little space for my Transformers where they sit all nice on a shelf. And because of their varying heights, they all look very nice in the group photos. (laughs) <laughs> and then there's just a realize... giant square of nothing because it's Optimus Prime's trailer. I just didn't realize how much of a hater you were about old Optimus doing his trucker thing. I didn't realize how much of a liberal elitist you are. Look, I'm just saying that the other the other versions of Optimus do the trailer better than him. No, it's cool. Anti trucker, anti union. I get it. I get it. It's no, cool, yeah, man. just 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way. They're supposed to be releasing a, a re-release of like Armada Optimus, who instead of having like a trailer that doesn't do anything, is a trailer that turns into power armor. I remember this. Yes. Oh, it's so cool. I uh no, you know what I was thinking you were gonna say it was the trailer that turned into like a mobile base. Ah. Uh, he had like a mobile like mini station. Like his trailer would unfold. That's what the G one does. That's the original. Is that the one that like it, it folds it, it unfolds in half and like they, there's computers they can work at and stuff? Yeah, there's like little there's like little beep boop like eighties okay. technology in it and there's like yeah. a little like claw and stuff. That man is playing Galaga. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Um, yeah. I love I love, I love toys. Here. We're gonna shift but, gears here for a second. Too expensive. Too expensive. Well, yeah, I mean it, that's and that's the big like, who is this stuff for at that point? Uh, so it's, it's, I'm sad to have to do this. I I don't, I think the world already knows, most of the world knows, but anybody who hasn't heard yet, 
uh, one of my one of one of the peers in the comic creating industry uh, has passed away un- suddenly and unexpectedly. Lashawn Colvin. She's uh she died at 37 years old. Oh wow. Yeah she she was doing a Kickstarter for Beautiful Soldiers right around the time when I launched my Kickstarter for DMA. And Beautiful Soldiers she'd been working on it for about four years. Um, she got picked up by Scout Comics. I don't think it was that. I don't think it had actually even released yet. But she also opened a, a, a comic book shop, Comics and Geeks, in 2020, and was building this really great community up there in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, couldn't have been too easy to do in that part of the, the, you know, in that part of the space. And yeah, just uh, started trickling in. Tuesday day, I want to say I saw, might have been Monday day, that I saw news that she had passed, and uh, yeah, very suddenly and very sad, like, she was prominent in all the groups, she was prominent on Facebook, uh, anybody who knows people in the industry, they like, they knew her, she was, she had been involved in a lot of indie projects and stuff, uh, been helping a lot of other people get their work uh, going on, Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, it's this year Scout Comics published Beautiful Soldiers in July this year. Okay, so it's only been out a couple months. Yeah, it literally just came out. Wow, that's so sad. Um, yeah, it is. It really is. So young. I I just uh, it, it was it was a surprise to hear. They're not releasing a lot of details, which makes it really sad. You know, I you know whatever it was that happened. You know, you feel for the family. You hope everybody's gonna. You know, pull through, but definitely is bad news. And uh, our thoughts and prayers head out there because it's 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 weird because, like I said, there's a group of there's a group of creators that I kind of associate with. Like, I would almost say they're my class. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of you you only debut once, right? So, like when I was really doing my first couple of Kickstarters, there was a group of creators also doing stuff right around that time. Right, um, and that and those are the ones that, in my mind, I always kind of track how they're doing, just so I can say they're all doing better than me. But also just so that I can be like, this is w- who I consider my particular peer group to be, and mm-hmm. she was in that group, so it is definitely frustrating. Yeah, that's so sad. I mean, like genuinely, like this, it really sucks to lose someone who's you know part of a community, it's someone who's like genuinely trying and building something up. Because, you know, that, like, that was, you know, that's a home to more than one person. For sure. Especially doing a comic book store in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, I went to University of Alabama for a year, my freshman year of college. And in Tuscaloosa at that time, and I can't speak to beyond it, there was only one shop and it wasn't close by. So I've got to think in Montgomery, Alabama, there probably weren't too many comic book stores. Right. And even, like, you know, just someone who's a creator in their own space, like, ugh, that's really just heartbreaking. It really is. So when I, when I saw the news, I was kind of surprised. Uh, I asked a couple of questions in a couple of different posts, just trying to confirm and just get some details of what was going on. One of the family members reached out to me, kind of told me some stuff. And so, like, it is it is sad. It's 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 upsetting. You 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 wish for better outcomes for stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be also hard because. When she had the comics and geek store, she was working really hard to get people, you know, to to kind of community build and stuff like that. So it 
it's all around. It's, it's definitely a sad story. Well, thoughts and prayers, you know, support the book, support the family. Yeah, the book's called Beautiful Soldiers. If you see it anywhere, you know, make sure you get a copy. Um, you know, it's something that everyone can see and, 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 and know what the world could have could have had if she got to make more. Because I don't know what she would have done past that. Because um, she had been so focused on just getting that made and that out. You know, some people do a bunch of stuff. Like, I, I, I tend to work on multiple things at a time. I don't, I don't like to, oh, this isn't going anywhere. And then you feel trapped or stuck. Uh, but she worked on Beautiful Soldiers, just straightforward that thing for, for quite a while. At least, at least, at least you got to see it come out. I think it would have been more tragic since it's like set for release in two months. Yeah, you know, I'm saying that and I don't actually know if it actually did come out. It's just picked up for publication by Scout Comics in July this year. Oh, no. So I don't actually know if it came out or not. Well, I mean, I it, know th- I know there was a Kickstarter. I know that it probably will. Oh, that's hard to say. Maybe not. I don't, we don't. I don't know what state it could be in if it right. just got picked up. No, they didn't release. It. They didn't have a release date announced. Oh no! Yeah. Well, this is now even more sad. You can't even buy the book. Yeah, that means that those of you who got it during the Kickstarter phase and all that and supported the Kickstarter, you know, that that means that much more to her or to her family and all that. So hold on to that. I mean, that's a neat thing to have. Uh, that's a, yeah, that kind of makes the story a little bit worse, I, I would say. Yeah, because it was like, well, at least there's a silver lining. It's like, that's gone. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least there's lining. It's like, that's gone, dude. It's like, well, at least yeah, there's nothing else here. <laughs> It's all sad all the way down. <laughs> it really is. Um, wow. Wow. I'm looking at... There were some different... So I'm looking at this thing about Stranger Things and about how the two writers make changes as they write a season. Mm-hmm. So like they had initial plans one way and then they, and they went through and, and changed some things. Hmm. So in season two, Sean Astin of, you know, Samwise Gamgee, of course, was in season two of Stranger Things. He was the friendly boyfriend, Bob. One of my favorite characters, by the way. Well, he doesn't make it out of the season because Nico has terrible taste in characters. Um, Everyone I like dies. It's not good. I should just stop liking characters. They'd yeah. probably survive. Yeah, do me a favor. Hate me more. Um, But one of the things that was going to happen in season two was originally Bob was going to get killed by a still possessed will. Ooh, that's kind of dark. And instead of wound up being one of those demigorgon dogs who eat them towards the end there, the demodogs, demodogs. Uh, that's a, that's a weird thought, man. I mean, it's not that weird. I gotta think that like you gotta, you you have an idea and you're like, all right, this is how we're gonna do it, and then as you're seeing it play out, you're like, I kind of hate this idea. <laughs> well, I mean, you definitely, yeah, you get to the end there and you go, is this gonna work? No, let's let's come up with something else. Because um, like that makes that make because that like completely changes how like Joy feels about Will. I don't know. I mean, would you? But ever... yeah, he's he's possessed and like 
Right. Because, like, that, that death affects her even in season four. Like, she's still, like... She still thinks about Bob. Yeah. yeah. But would you be mad at Will? No, like, but, hurt like... hurt your own son? No, but, like, it changes, like, how it... How she views the scene, right? Yeah, probably. Probably. Be like, it was my own son, even though I know it wasn't him, like... It's one of those weird human brain things where your brain's like, this is clearly his fault. It's like, but he had no control. It's like, yeah, but he did it. <laughs> yeah, and like, there's not, you're not going to be able to forget the image of that. Like, you're not going to be able to erase that from your mind. Right, so that kind of like, I don't know, makes it harder, more difficult. It's tough to say. But like, I could see why they changed it because it was like, well, he dies to the the small like smaller threat versus the big threat sacrificing himself to save people which apparently Stranger Things is like a huge fan of. It happens literally every season. They introduce a new character only for them to die immediately sacrificing themselves to protect everyone. Uh, Yeah, it does kind of happen a lot. Bob, Billy, uh, Eddie... <laughs> You know who didn't have... Well, I guess it kind of did. The redhead girl. Whatever her name is. Yeah, but I mean, like, everyone was new in season one. Uh, no, nope, um, she's not from season one, is she? The redheaded girl. Which redheaded girl? Oh, Max. Yeah. Uh, no, but she, like, gets hurt. But she doesn't sacrifice herself. That was Eddie. That was the lovable... Yeah, but she almost... She kind of does. Yeah, a little bit. She puts herself out there to... Bitch. Yeah, she's like, murder me instead. I mean, it almost happens. Yeah, it kind of does. 11, 11 sucked a little bit on that one. Psychic battle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even want to... Here's one of those dumb, like, clickbait things. I love clickbait titles. They're always the worst. I'm not going to click on it though. Best read the powerless... whole read the title. We don't need to, we don't need to know anything. Just read the title. Best powerless superheroes of all time. I can't wait for Batman to be at the top of this list. He's got to be number one, right? There's no. What other one could you think of? I don't. That's. God, that's it. I knew it. Grifter. I clicked on it. It's going to be Grifter. He has no powers, even though he's a whatever they're called. The aliens. I don't, I don't know what he's supposed to be. He's. They have the Bat Family as number 10, but well, that, that doesn't include count. Batman. I guess. You know, Punisher, Adam Strange, Lex Luthor, Oracle. I don't know why she wouldn't be in the Bat Family. This is this is a cop-out. Hawkeye, Green Arrow as a tie. Green Pick Lantern. One. How does he not have superpowers? What is happening? He doesn't have superpowers because the ring has all the powers. No, for but him. that's... He's wearing... That is stupid. No. No. Terrible. It's even dumber. Number three is Valkyrie. She's an Asgardian. Yeah, that is what is what is even happening. Number two is Iron Man. Fair. And then number one is Batman. Okay. So we already knew this list and they cheated. Cool. Yeah, three and four clearly have powers. Also, Oracle is part of the Bat family. And Adam Strange is not a superhero. I don't even know who Adam Strange is. You'd have to remind it's... me. Uh, he's in a whole season of Young Justice. His story is that he accidentally gets scientifically abducted 
to the world where they invent Zeta tubes. And he's basically like an Earthman on a strange land. It's Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers type stuff. Gotcha. But he's not a superhero. He doesn't do superhero things. Yeah, and uh, hate to break it to you, Asgardians aren't people, and Hal Jordan has powers. Well, and Asgardians have powers. They're hardy. They're 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 tough. Yeah, but they're just aliens. Like they're just strong aliens. Yeah, they're not regular people. They're is my point. That, that doesn't make me comfortable to call them aliens. Well, they're like, I don't know. They're not like magical. They're just strong. Um. Yes, this is what I've been waiting for. So I recently joined forces with Global Comics. Okay, it's this uh-huh. platform where your books are up there digitally. You can click on them, and people can read them. I've got the first issues up for free. Everything past the first issue, I charge for. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, they now though have joined with a couple different companies to be able to print on demand. Yes. This is what I want. I, I'm sure they're going to go through a, like a rollout process, but I'm excited because this means hopefully within the next three to six months, people will be able to order and get physical copies of my books through Global Comics. That's what I want. It. And that's where they should. That's where we should be. One place to do all of this stuff. Uh, because there's not a lot of good options for it. There's one company that, that's an option that I've used a couple of times. I hate working with them. Their customer service is awful. They take too long. They're kind of annoying. I don't love it. I don't love it at all. Yeah, and I mean, like, comics is such an interesting thing that, like, I'm surprised more people don't do it. Because, like, especially these smaller niche books, like, if you want them, like, they're expensive. Like, comics are expensive just to print a single copy of. <laughs> right. Like, you end up paying, like, 20 times the sticker price for one book. No, exactly. And I, I, I would rather, like... I wonder have the option of, like, people, like, oh, do you like this story so much you want it in physical? Here you go. Well, and some people don't like to read. Some people prefer physical instead of, you know, uh, reading digital. They don't like to read digital. Yeah, I mean, like... I can't Which read are. ebooks. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I think people should be able to. I would love it if people could get my my books physically anywhere, but right now there's not a lot of good places to be able to do that. Um, Plus, you'd have to be in the right place and have like somewhere they could send it to you. Right. Like so, this well, is I'm sending it to your local comic book store. Well, the closest comic book store is you know ten hours from here. Well, there's a. Um... There is one place that will print on demand and ship to you, but again, it they're not good, and I don't want. I'm not going to say their name. Yeah. Uh, so incredibly narrow market, but right. But this is going to open those doors, I think, for other people, and I'm excited. Um that that makes me very very happy. So hopefully this will roll out here in the next three to six months, and this will be something that we'll all have access to. And people will be able to read and enjoy my books. I mean, they can read them right now. Where they can they can find them, them, Corey? They can go to Global Comics, and if they search Nerd Thug Comics, they're right there. Global Comics is spelled with an X. I don't love that, but it is what it is. Classic 90s putting yeah. X instead of a C. They'll love it. 
but it is it is a really cool interface. It is easy to use, and you can read my books digitally. You can buy the PDFs if you want all that stuff. Um, it says it's going to start in 2023, print an on-demand printing service. So that's going to be that's going to be a big deal. I'm excited about that. Um, one last thing, and we'll just touch on it real real quick because I don't think we have too much time at all. We have about four minutes. Yeah. So Overwatch Two just launched. Just launched. Launched. Rest, rest in peace, Overwatch One. It was interesting, right? They turned the servers off for one on one day, and the very the next day they released Overwatch Two. I think they handled that very well. Here's my only issue. My only problem. Somewhere in the outer space world, there's this Yahoo. Uh huh. Doing uh, a DDS hacker attack to the Overwatch Two servers. Okay. Making it impossible for people to stay logged in and play the game. Awesome, fun. So people, people who aren't aware, a DDS server essentially they can just keep sending requests to the server of the game. Hey, let me in. I want to play. Let me in. I want to play. Let me in. I want to play. But they're fake, spammed, and they're on a massive scale. And so the server gets overwhelmed with these fake requests to play the game, and it's trying to accommodate people, but it doesn't want to just kick people off at random. So it's trying to like aggregate and like put people on a line and orderly let people in and get people out so it's trying to run it like a like an intelligent service and it's overwhelming because there's so many people so imagine like you had a restaurant premiere and seven million people showed up and you were expecting like 200 yeah or you got like you got like five thousand phone calls while trying to place a reservation but only 200 people showed up and none of them are those people and you're trying to still answer the phone, won't stop ringing. And there's not, people aren't showing up for the reservations. The, the restaurant is empty. People are walking in going, can I get my table? And they're like, oh, all the tables are reserved, but hang on, let me see what I can do for you. Or the, the phone won't stop ringing. The phone won't stop ringing. So, like, it's it's chaos. Uh, and I feel really bad for them. Not that Blizzard needs my sympathy. But it's like, who is this person who needs to ruin uh, like Overwatch Two release. Like, first of all, Overwatch isn't gonna go anywhere. They've got a whole league. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, not at least not anytime soon. At least they hope so. I mean, Blizzard's trying to probably pull heat away from themselves after uh, some very uh, questionable accusations. Um. Yeah, they, they they've got some stuff that they need to deal with, but none of it has anything to do with Overwatch Two, and that's sort of the unfortunate part. Yeah. It's it's a it's a sad moment for sure, but I mean, like, this is we live in an era of technology. This can happen all the time. But it is very frustrating, yeah. very very frustrating. Um, it looks like X Men are about to do something cool. They're releasing something called Sins of Sinister. I wonder if it has anything to do with Mister Sinister. Uh, it does. Good. Wow, guess. who could have who could have seen that one coming? Not but me. it's like it's like an alternate world. It's showing you. If he was left in control of the X-Men Krakoa program, where it's going to go, it's like an Age of Apocalypse type world. Um, So just in the teaser images, you see a lot of the uh, Chimera mutants. Yeah, those are right up his alley. Yeah, because that's where Future Sinister wants to combine a bunch of mutant powers into one body. So in one of the images, it's like a Wolverine-Nightcrawler combination fighting a storm. Yeah. Can you imagine that fight? Oh. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of cool stuff in it. There's a lot of cool little images. I'm excited about that. Even though I don't like the main line, they're still doing a lot of interesting, cool stuff with the X-Men books. 
All right, that's going to wrap us up here. We're going to jump out here. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody who enjoys us. Make sure to have yourself a great Halloween. It's the month of spooky stuff. We're going to get into some spookier stuff as the month progresses. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for checking out. And make sure to continue to check out Nerd Thug Radio.